in this week's episode, I discuss wigs. Hair can be a statement piece for a person's gender expression, so it's no surprise that wigs are vital to some cross-dressers, transgender people, and women's identity. So I want to talk a little bit about that in this episode. I also discussed Dwayne Wade and his support for his transgender daughter, Zaya, in my Yas of the week, and Kirsten discusses her own hair in Kirsten's Corner. Episode 43 is everything hair, so let's talk about... Yes, 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 yes. Cross, yes, podcast. Which is Elm here, so. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the Cross, yes, podcast. The podcast that says yes to everything related to cross dressing and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, your cross-dressing host. You'll still find me on Twitter and Instagram at Giselle Mirasol. You'll also find the podcast online on the brand new website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. That's www.crossyaspodcast.com. And again, if you have opinions on what you hear from today's episode and you have something you want to say... I don't know, you think your own personal story is worth sharing because it's cross-dressing or gender-related, or you hate keeping things all bottled up inside because, I don't know, it's just, it hurts, it hurts, and you're wondering, hey, can I say something to someone? You know the answer. It's a loud frickin' Yes! Hello, I'm here. Your girl, Giselle, is ready ready to talk to you and answer any of your questions. I'm ready to listen to your story. Email the podcast, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com. That's G-I-S-E-L-L-E at crossyaspodcast.com. That's G-I-S-E-L-L-E at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S-podcast.com. Happy February, everybody. I released an episode last week about Valentine's Day. Kind of a quick turnaround. Yeah, lots has happened in even a week or so. Long hiatus the past week. Actually, I just wanted to talk about, I know, something that hurt me a little bit. Last month, the world was kind of a... I mean, my world was rocked, as was the rest of the world, too, with the sad and tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, the NBA basketball player who formerly played for the Los Angeles Lakers. His daughter, Gianna, and seven others died in Calabasas, California. It was quite a tragedy because I thought he was more well-renowned, but uh, Kobe Bryant was a former basketball player for the Los Angeles Lakers, and his passing was just so sudden. Uh, he was 41. He and his daughter and several others were on their way to a basketball camp, and they got caught in some terrible weather conditions out north, northwest of uh, Los Angeles, and unfortunately they passed away. Upon hearing the news, actually, uh, Kirsten and I were actually doing our cake tasting for our wedding, I and mean, we got a bunch of texts from people. Um, and originally it was an article sent by, um, I forget whom, but The article was from uh, TMZ, and if you're from California and you're from LA, you think, oh, TMZ, what what do they know? There's no way. That was my initial thought, and then upon hearing it, it was just so much denial. We started Googling stuff, and in those initial moments when it happened, you know, we didn't see anything, and then minutes later and hours later, it became more apparent, like, oh, wow, this is is actually happening. Yeah, so that was was rough, um, just hearing that, and I don't know what made it. And it was just so surreal. Um, Yeah, so it was kind of rough. I cried. I know many of my friends cried. I called my best friend. And I called my mom. And just, uh, I think a lot of people were just kind of just still shocked that it happened. 
and this week um, they had a memorial service for Kobe and Gianna in Staples Center. I mean, it's still unreal to think that it did happen, but it did. And I don't know, it's just um, it's really, really crappy, really lame, and really sad. Um, so the basketball world was pretty rocked. And I don't know, I, I kind of took it kind of harshly, just um, kind of made me realize, like, yo, life is way too short for all nonsense. But, you know, life does go on. And some good news is um, about what came about that. It's just people understood how much he had love for his daughter and for the love of basketball. After Kobe retired, there's news that, like, or there are reports and, you know, talks that he, he had so much passion for the game. If you ever were a follower of Kobe Bryant, he really loved basketball. But once he retired, he kind of get a, he went away from it. But his daughter, Gianna, like, really wanted to play basketball. And his love for the game came back, and his love for his daughter was so apparent. And she was supposed to be the face of female basketball, when asked a couple years back on Jimmy Kimmel, Kobe said this about his daughter carrying his name. Do you think your daughter might want to play in the WNBA? She does for sure. She does. Like, I, I don't. It means this, this kid, man. She's Wouldn't like, that be great, dude, man? I, this thing, the best thing that happens is when we go out and, and, and fans will come up to me and she'll be standing next to me and they'll be like, "Hey, you gotta have a boy. You and V gotta have a boy, man. You have somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy." She's like, "Oh." I got this. <laughs> you know, that. I got this. Like, that's right. The new hashtag, girl dad, because Kobe is, he has no sons. He only has daughters. And, you know, Kobe loved his daughter so much, like unrelenting, like whatever she wanted, you know, he's a full supporter of her. And I don't know, I just wanted to kind of relate that to my... Yes! ...of the week to Dwayne Wade, who this week he released a documentary on ESPN entitled Life Unexpected, which gives an in-depth look on Dwayne Wade's upbringing from Chicago to him becoming a three-time NBA star. And it also shows him being a father to five children and a husband to actress Gabrielle Union. And it gives viewers a more intimate look into his parenting life. Now, Dwayne Wade was a former NBA basketball player, I guess who has some weight in celebrity status, I guess. If you know anything about basketball, Dwayne Wade used to play for the Miami Heat, and he married Gabrielle Union, and he has a daughter who is now 12 years old, and she was originally born, she was um, biologically born a male, and was given the name by Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union as Zion. But as Zion grew up and grew older and at the age of 12, which he is now, she has come out as transgender and has gotten full support from Dwayne Wade and his wife, Gabrielle Union. And he's been public about it, and he's gone on, like, Ellen and People Magazine and just been super open about using the proper pronouns for his daughter, saying that he's all in about her and... I think that's fucking awesome if you think about it. Like, here is a basketball player who is just into it. And he's talked about how originally he didn't know anything about it. You know, he was initially scared because this was his son coming out to him. And he did everything he could to learn about it. Go online and watch TV shows and do some research on his own. And what he learned was just to accept his daughter for what she is. 
I've been reading also on other sites and other stuff saying that, you know, it is someone who's prepubescent, someone who hasn't reached a level of, I guess, mental maturity, if that's what you want to call it, for someone to understand what that really means. People want to think that kids don't know what they want or, you know, their their minds can change in an instant. But I think in this case, it seems that Dwayne Wade is willing to kind of see where this goes for his daughter, Zaya. And he's learning to accept her and doing whatever it takes for, you know, her to express herself and what that means for him and his family. He has other kids. You know, I'm just doing a little more research about it. But, um, you know, he seems happy. And the great thing about it is that he's public about it. He's public about accepting his daughter for what she is. And that's great. I think, again, that's just, it just goes to show that the fact that someone that, I guess, like of a celebrity status is able to accept his daughter for what she is, you know, hopefully will kind of perpetuate the idea that anyone can accept their kids for what they are and not shun them because they're different. I mean, it must have taken a lot of courage for his daughter, Zaya, to come out as transgender and it's also taken a lot out of him to come out as a parent of acceptance. There hasn't been much backlash. No one's like, oh, calling him names and stuff. But people, you know, there are those haters or people who just don't understand and want to ridicule him for being trans accepting. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> but people are, were commenting because he came out on Instagram saying stuff like he's ready to accept his daughter and people were kind of just throwing shade at him like throwing even religion out there like god doesn't accept these people you're born the way you are but you know Dwayne Wade has gone against that norm and it's great to see that and the hope is that other people will learn to accept their kids for what they are and maybe their kids don't know exactly what they are what they want to be but the the patience that a parent gives to their kid is everything in the world because their kids want to be accepted specifically and most importantly by their parents first being accepted by their peers and their friends is important but your family is your family you don't get another one and the fact that Dwayne Wade has gone public and been super accepting has been awesome so my yas of the week goes to Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union and Saya for being open about this process that they're doing I mean a lot of us learn from what we see out in the world and what is shown to us by the media and you know this idea that we can accept one another and accept our differences go a long way in in educating the rest of the world about what it means to be transgender what it means to be accepting of the lgbtq community and just being even just great parents Dwayne wade by doing this has shown what great parent can be and i hope kristen and i ever have kids that if my kid ever came out as transgender or gay or bi or lesbian or queer or whatnot that they could approach me and I would totally accept them for what they are so you go Dwayne Wade and that was the yes of the week but the rest of this episode I will talk about wigs and hair and how I feel about it I'll give you some tips and stuff but as you know most of my stuff isn't about wigs but I'm not going to hate on those who do and I'll talk a little bit about that in this episode And then finally in Kirsten's Corner, stay tuned to the end of the episode where in Kirsten's Corner she'll talk about her own hair 
and what she does in terms of coloring and cutting and all that good stuff. This is episode 43. My goodness, I've done 43 episodes. Again, I'm trying to ramp up the episode releases. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this one. Reach out to me to Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. Send me your information. Send me some questions. You know, I'm here for you. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know, I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. So I want to talk about wigs real quick. Wigs are, I've been wanting to talk about this episode for a long time, just because I think wigs are, if not the most important part of cross-dressing, but it can be. And I'm not an expert at wigs by any means, so really just take my advice as like a grain of salt. Uh, I'm just giving you my experience with wigs and hair. So if you first notice anyone, you know, who is a woman or is a cross-dresser or someone who's trying to present as feminine, the first thing you notice is hair, right? Or at least that's what I notice anyway. Like, if I see a cross-dresser that's bald, it's like, well, that seems off. So usually hair is the first thing that I notice from someone who's a cross-dresser or someone who's trying to be feminine. Not because it's wrong to be bald, but it's just something that something out of the norm. And if you guys are a fan of the Cross the Yas podcast, you know that I personally I'm not the biggest fan of wigs. That doesn't mean I haven't tried them in the past. When I first started to cross-dress, I clearly wore a ton of wigs. Wigs were a big part of my cross-dressing life. So it was just hair on my head. When I first started to cross-dress, I never really liked rocking the natural look with my own hair. I used to think that long, luscious, flowy hair symbolized feminine qualities. And there's tons of wigs that will help you do that. You can get your cheap, basic wigs from from eBay for like back then it was like five ten bucks that's usually cheaply made from China that were like the synthetic wigs and there's a bunch of different types of wigs out there there's the synthetic wigs there's the natural hair wigs uh, you have lace front wigs and human hair wigs which are your uh, your main types of wigs I don't know um I think my first wig was it was probably a synthetic wig and I wore it you know for Halloween and whatnot and it looks probably looks the cheapest because it's like fake. I think it might be made of plastic. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's made out of like plastic and I don't know, polyester. So of course it's cheaper. They look great in photos. And that's when I first started cross-dressing. I really like to just wear synthetic wigs for pictures. But when I started to want to actually like come out and go out in public, uh, synthetic wigs for me, they got really hot and really warm and just contained a lot of sweat in my head. And what I used to do before was I used to shave my head off like to the bare, to, you know, just skin and like the shortest hair I can get. Almost, I almost looked bald. I almost looked like, uh, I almost looked like Walter White or Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. I am the one who knocks. Yeah. And then I would put, typically you're supposed to put like a wig cap to kind of protect your hair, which, you know, women do or people do to kind of just bring your hair down but my head's kind of oddly shaped it's kind of squared maybe a little slightly oval and whenever I wore a wig cap it just contained even more heat and then on top of that I would add the actual wig and it was just really really warm it would be really sweaty and when I would go out 
you know, to go dancing or to a club. And I talked about that in my Vegas stories uh, when I went and was, you know, clocked because all the sweat kind of just ruined my makeup. Yeah, it just it just was too much for my head. And again, it looks great in photos, but to actually go out dressed is not the most practical with a wig for me, at least. So, I mean, it also required me to like actually shave my head because my hair grows pretty coarse and pretty thick, but it doesn't grow long. It just looks just looks unkempt. It just looks really bad. So when I would wear a wig cap, it looked like I had a mini fro underneath the wig. So the wig would actually stand out a little higher. So it didn't actually like go to my skin. So, you know, I just did not like wigs, but I had that synthetic wig and then maybe four or five years into my cross-dressing life, into my Giselle life, I bought a human hair wig, which human hair wigs are great pieces. If you don't haven't worn them, they're really awesome. They feel really good. They feel really natural. Human hair wigs are actually usually made by women's actual hair. I don't know, people who donate their hair or... You know, they usually come from like India or usually come from like Indian and China and they feel so much better. They don't feel the fakest, but yeah, I bought that. It was like a short, maybe like Bob haircut that I bought, I think somewhere in San Diego at like a wig place, but they specialized in women who have alopecia or women who I think it was near a local hospital and yeah, they helped women kind of just get that hair back because for most women, hair is vital to making you feel feminine or look feminine. I think Kirsten talks about that in her Kirsten's Corner. She felt feminine having long hair. Long hair, again, is for me was like the goal and it made me feel the most feminine and feel like a woman. But after going out with the human hair piece, I still had the same problems. I would still get kind of sweaty underneath even though it felt better, I didn't have to wear a wig cap because this specific human hair piece was pretty expensive. I think it was probably, and wigs can get this high, I think 400 or $500. And some of them can get even more expensive than that. I've seen some that are like $2,000 up to 3000 So I'm sure there's some that exist that are even more expensive than that. You kind of just have to do your own shopping. And these hair pieces are like real or they kind of feel like an actual woman's hair so they help you to feel great and feel natural versus a synthetic wig which is like 10 to 20 bucks like this felt really good and over my head I looked great I don't know it just it still felt fake for me and with the thing they don't tell you about with wigs is there's a lot of upkeep for them especially if you want to maintain it properly and I am the worst at upkeep and maintaining that's the nice thing about synthetic wigs you wear it and you don't really have to wash it but you can only wear it a certain number of times before it's actually viable still. Like you can tease a a synthetic wig maybe once, uh, but a human hair wig, you can tease multiple times and clean it and wash it. And it still looks and feels great. But synthetic wigs are like basically disposable or temporary for, you know, just that one or two cross-dressing outings that you do. I mean, I remember wearing synthetic wig, shoot, maybe like two or three times before I really got the most use out of it. I mean, you don't have to get a human hair wig for $400, $500. Some of them, I remember buying one for like 100 bucks or $80 to $100, and I still got really good use out of it. I'll post some photos, and I think maybe the cover photo will have one of the wigs that I wore several times. And it looked great. It felt great. It just, it doesn't hold the same weight as just wearing natural hair, for me, at least. Recently, in the past, like, maybe three or four years, I've just gotten away from wigs to just cross-dress or be out as Giselle. And that's made all the difference. Just being able to 
cross-dress and just be able to go outside without having to worry about, will this wig come off or whatnot? Because that's one of the things they don't tell you about wigs is that like it just constantly just like you're managing or moving it a certain way. And if it slightly gets amiss or it's slightly just kind of off-center, you kind of just have to pull your hair back and move it. And I'm sure women who struggle with not having hair and having to use hair pieces or wigs kind of find the same thing. You know, there's so many different types of wigs out there. I think the lace front wig I had was the human hair one that was $400, $500. And I just remember constantly still trying to adjust it, even being that expensive. And over time, I think, you know, you could get it better done, but I just, with more practice... And, you know, I'm sure it looks better, but for me, I don't know, it just wasn't my uh, cup of tea. But, I mean, I'm not trying to knock on people who do like wigs, because there are really good photos of people throwing wigs in with your in with your outfit and when in with your hair, and it looks really, really good. For me, just it just wasn't my, just not my jam, just because it's, it's just the sweat, the hair, the so many strays, the upkeep, it was a, it's not for me, but... For you, the brand new crossdresser or a seasoned crossdresser who has worn wigs, I'm sure you have your experiences. And if you'd like to share them with the Cross Yas podcast, you know, go ahead and email Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com and tell me about what your experiences with wigs are. Tell me about it, stud. The fact that I've been away from wigs has just made all the difference again. I don't know, like sweat coming down my face, like I'm able to kind of just wipe it off versus with a wig. It was containing all the heat, and it would I would sweat so much more. I mean, I still sweat when I cross-dress because, you know, I'm dancing or moving around or walking a lot in heels and stuff. And, yeah, it just, I don't know, it just, it made, it just made the night way more difficult than it had to be. With cross-dressing with my own natural hair, people have already told me that it looks so much better on me. I may not look as feminine with short hair or, like, the rocker-style hair because usually I style my hair up or to the side typically how I do in boy mode too when I am wearing you know just gel or just hair product I just feel so much better without having to wear a wig now we can talk about hair extensions in another episode I don't personally have any experience with hair extensions but I hear a lot of women wear that and a lot of crossdressers do as well but I've been blessed with natural hair I know some crossdressers I've talked to especially if you're older or struggling with hair growth in general, like a lot of crossdressers, they're bald and they don't have hair. So actually putting on a wig helps them and it makes them feel really, really good because for them, it's just like their hair is nowhere to be found, like their own natural hair. And so to add just a wig with it, it seems so much better for them and they're able to express themselves and you can do so many things with wigs. Some people like to add hats and like to add hair accessories like clips or headbands and whatnot and it makes them totally feel feminine and that's great i'm all for that i just don't know i mean i'll only usually wear a wig now if it complements like if i'm like cosplaying or some sort of act that i'm doing i know maybe some people who do drag definitely wear wigs because you know you're obviously trying to put up a performance or do a performance as a feminine person and again wigs or hair pieces are totally a feminine thing or makes you feel like a woman. For wigs, though, just for me, again, I'm not the biggest fan of them, but if you're a crossdresser or trans or a drag pers- person who does drag and you like wigs, like, psh, like by all means, like, you should go do it. Do you, boo-boo. Do you, boo-boo. 
You know why? Because I'm going to do me. Do you, boo-boo? Do you? As far as, like, where to buy your wigs, yeah, like eBay is the best and the cheapest alternative. You can buy synthetic wigs, and there's different colored wigs. I know people, like, you know, for performance, like to wear, like, pink wigs or pretty radical colors like neon blue or neon pink or yellow and for like bachelorette parties i know women and brides who go out all in different wigs and i think i might do that for my bachelorette maybe we'll see where i'll just we'll all just wear different colored wigs short whatnot but we'll see i know i also get hot in wigs and if we go to miami it's gonna be quite warm and i'll probably be sweating my wigs so um i don't know about that but yeah if you like wigs keep on doing you like if that helps you express yourself express the gender or express yourself as a cross-dresser or trans person by all means do it especially if you don't have the ability to grow hair like if a wig gets you to a point where you're able to be yourself like yeah by all means do it i've done it i've done it for a while and i just find natural hair for me especially since i'm still able to grow hair maybe down the line when i'm older and i'm not able to grow as much hair and maybe if I want to get older and I don't sweat as much, maybe I'll probably look towards that route. But if you're still doing your own wig thing, by all means, do it. And now it's time for Kirsten's Corner. In this week's episode of Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. <laughs> She's whack. This week we'll talk about hair. Hair, okay. Um, wait, what part about hair? Um, like head hair. Yeah, ill. Yeah, hair. Like hair. top of your head. Don't, don't. Top of your head ew. hair. What's uh, what's the deal with your head hair? Oh, your hair so above your head. My head hair. It's <laughs> so stupid. My hair. So if you ever see my Instagram or like if you look at my Bitmoji on your like post sometimes, my hair is blue. Um, I ever since I was young, like high school age, I've always like really liked coloring my hair. I don't know why. I think I just felt like it was like a nice expression of my blah, blah. I don't know. Just self-expression, right? Yes. Okay. Anyway, so like I used to dye my hair like red. I think that's like the popular color back in like the 2000s or whatever. But like I've gone through like almost every color. Like, well, I went to a, I think I said this before on an earlier episode, but I went to a Catholic all-girls school. So I couldn't really do anything crazy with my hair. So I think like the craziest thing I did was like red, which is, it was like really dark so you couldn't tell. But then when I got to college, I started to like bleach my hair. Um, And I used to go to the Paul Mitchell school in Costa Mesa, which is like the free, like the free, it's not free, but it's like cheaper because like it's students like learning how to color and cut hair and stuff so i used to get like my hair bleached and then i would buy manic panic does anyone remember that nobody do you know no what the hell is that so manic panic's like temporary like dye um but i used to buy like all the colors like teal blue green fuchsia magenta like all these you know random colors and i would dye my hair um and I did that through, like, most of college. Like, at least... Yeah, I remember even my graduation pictures, my hair was, like, emerald green. And my mom wasn't, like, too enthused about it. But it was, like, temporary. So she wouldn't really care because, whatever. It's just hair. And then, um... I think... Oh, go, what? Your hair's always been long, right? Or short? Like, what's the deal with Oh, it? so I always had short hair, like, 
growing up, even in, I think the longest my hair was in high school was shoulder length. And then I think I just like really wanted to grow it out because I always felt that long hair meant you're pretty or long hair meant you're really feminine. I don't know why, but it's just like something that like I thought or learned growing up. So like my hair was super long. I think my freshman year of college, like I cut it super short, like an anime character. If anyone watched Naruto, it was like Sasuke, where it was like, or like T-Boz, where it's like long in the front, but like really short and spiky in the back. And like I used to do that and would have my hair like crazy colors. But anyway, so then I started to grow it out for like a long time. And I felt, oh yeah, long hair was like feminine. You have to have like really big or like like curly hair. So my in my mid-20s or so, yeah, like mid twenty, like mid, yeah, mid twenties. I would like I'd been growing out my hair, and then I even got like a balayage, which is for those who know hair, it's like a technique where it's like hand means like hand painted, but I would do like brown, like really like basic, just like what everybody else had, and I just really wanted to do that, and like I had my hair like super long, like almost to my butt, and then even my sister-in-law was like I don't know I just and then so like finally I decided I just want to cut my hair so I cut like I cut a bunch of my hair off and it probably again like shoulder length and that's like the shortest my hair had been in years and then I had done that and then like I start finally started like coloring it again like blue I, I did like blue for a while and purple and I tried pink and then I settled on blue like a bright like an indigo type of color and that's kind of been my thing for like a year or maybe two or three years but I remember when I had cut my hair again after a long time, my sister-in-law was like, yeah, it always felt like you you were kind of like hiding with my long hair. It just wasn't really me. And like my old coworker or my coworker is like, oh, I miss your long hair. It's just so pretty and like girly. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, like it was nice, but it wasn't like my thing. You know, I just feel like you should lean into whatever your thing is, whether it's like long hair, short hair or no hair or blue hair or black hair whatever and it's also good to like just try whatever so you can can figure it out yeah what goes into your decision process for hair color and length and well so like part of it is like i don't like to, i don't want to have what like everybody else has but which is kind of hard because everybody has you know everyone has hair and there's like i get ideas on pinterest so obviously someone's doing it but i don't know i just like want something that's me and for me like i chose blue because it kind of suits my coloring because when i was doing like um warmer tone colors it would make me look a lot darker and like the clothes that i gear towards like it just would clash or i was just overall too warm looking and i didn't like it so then i referred it back to blue I, cool tones for my hair i don't know i like it uh, what? So you don't really follow trends, uh, but do you look at other girls' hair, and what do you think about that in terms of your hair choices? Um, I don't know. Like in terms of trends, uh, I have like an asymmetrical haircut, which I feel is like not uncommon, but also not like a lot of people do it. But I don't know. I think just kind of whatever. I don't know. I think I just. For a while, I wasn't, I keep my hair cut the same pretty much like the last few years. So I think I do the color to kind of just make it, I don't know, spice. <laughs> I always say spice it up, but I don't know. It's just kind of my kind of me. Mm. And then, you know, I don't wear wigs and yes. you like my hair short. At least I like my hair short. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on my hair or not wearing wigs and stuff? I think I like, I like your look a lot now. Um, just because it's it really like looks like you you know 
um like you're not you're not trying to hide like what you look like but you're like kind of turning yourself like you're you like either way like your hair is just kind of yours and i i like it it looks natural it looks real what makes it look natural or real because right now i have my sideburns cut we talked about sideburns earlier what are your thoughts on so um you know i think when your hair is i think it will just just in general like whether you're giselle or not your sideburns look better when they're clean because it's just kind of i just kind of like the clean look right here what does clean mean clean i don't know like your sideburns can get long and then i think especially when you're giselle it looks a little bit less feminine what looks less feminine when your it's side, dirty not not clean but like clean cut not clean like you need to take a shower uh-huh so okay so the, you you mean just cleaner as in well kept yeah right? yeah okay um and as far as product for your hair how do you maintain your hair oh man i have a lot of situations for my hair like i'm very serious about my hair so because i do have to get it lightened um it's like more prone to like damage and stuff so what do you mean by lightened Sorry. oh like bleaching my hair okay um but it's like not like pure bleach it's like a it's like a softer bleach so it does it a little bit safely and it doesn't um like kill my hair you know mm-hmm. um so I use uh, like a L'Oreal type of, it's like a, not like the one you buy at Target, but I have to buy it online, but it's for color treated hair. And then I use to keep my color, because if not, I would have to go, so I every two or maybe eight to 12 weeks, I'll go to the salon and just get it retoned. So they won't rebleach it, but they'll tone it. So that means they, or they'll gloss it, will meet at the blue color. And then for me in between those times, the eight to 12 weeks, I'll maintain it on my own by using overtone, which is like, you guys should look it up if you guys are interested in coloring your hair. Cause like it really works. And it's like, they have a once a week treatment where it like deposits color into your hair. And then every day I use a daily conditioner, which adds like keeps the pigment. So it stays vibrant although it's not as good as when i go to the salon and then like maybe twice a year i'll get it re balayage so i'll get it relightened so that the color is even more brightened especially when it starts to get longer and then yeah and then i also use like a leave-in spray to help with the color and then also for when i use like hot tools like a curling iron or a flat iron mm. and then how do you usually style your hair uh, i usually either do it straight or like cur- like a loose curl also tip or i don't know i don't know how people feel about like daily washing but i know it's better to like wash your hair every other day which i try to do but it's very difficult especially like in the summer months where i just feel like it's really hot and so but like in the winter when it's cooler i try to wash my hair every other month but lately to like avoid every other month shit every other that's (laughs) disgusting that's gross okay (laughs) take it easy um every other day Um, but when it's warmer, like now, like I'll wash it at night. That way I don't have to apply as much heat to it. So I'll wash it at night and then wear it up like loosely so that, um, I don't have to blow dry it and straighten or or curl it. That way I can just straighten or curl it. So I'm applying a little bit less heat. Mm. And do you have to take into consideration where you travel? And when we went to Hawaii, your hair was... 
Was it way more humid and it messed up? It was okay. Like, I think what like you so i went to the philippines in january of this year and like i had brought like a blow dryer i bought a straightener i brought a curling iron and like a and the converters and all that stuff same thing for hawaii and like i barely used it because it's like it was so hot and like it was so warm outside that it just felt better to wash it in the morning and then just leave it wet or like if we were going to the beach i would wash it after the beach and then just kind of go because it's like i don't want to double wash my hair because like a lot of people think like you wash it to take out all the oils, but sometimes that if you overwash and like wash it too hot, then that like kills the natural oils in your scalp, mm. which makes it more oily. Tell my mom that. I tell my mom all the time because she's always like, she's always like so freaking dramatic about like not washing my hair every day. And she's like, you can smell if it doesn't, if it's. You know, if you don't wash your hair, you can smell it when someone hugs you. I'm like, oh, my God. No one's, like, smelling me and, you know, like, sniffing my hair, you know. But anyway, like, I don't know. And so she's, like, washing. She, like, washes her hair in the morning and sometimes at night, too. And I'm like, oh, you're just, like, all the natural oils are just being washed away. So you're saying you shouldn't wash it every other month. (laughs) She's quiet, (laughs) y'all. Okay, well, thank you. I feel like I have so much more to say about hair because, like, I've just been very intense about my hair care and styling since I was in high school. Oh, yeah. There'll be a part two for that. Ooh, okay. Cool. Bye. Thank you. Kirsten's Corner. And that's it for this week's episode, guys. You heard me talk a little bit about Kobe Bryant and... His daughter Gianna, and then talked about Dwayne Wade and his daughter who came out as transgender, Zion, now Zaya. Then you heard me talk about wigs and hair, and then Kirsten talked about her own hair. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you, again, if you guys have any questions or if you guys want to discuss it, hit me up. Email me, Giselle at crossyathspodcast.com. I'm sure you guys have your opinions and you want to voice them. You know I'm here to listen to you. I also... I'm glad to just be able to talk about Kobe too. It's just been, may he rest in peace and his daughter and those seven others who passed away in that tragic helicopter crash. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still moving forward. We've got, it's almost March. I'm going to release an episode. It's probably, it's a two-parter, uh, with my talks with Liz, Liz Summers, the beautiful and wonderful crossdresser who is from London. Uh, and she lives in the Bay and interviewed her in person. My first in-person Giselle and I cross-dressed she cross-dressed it was a good interview it's a two-parter and I'll release that soon I hope you guys enjoyed that episode it's a good one uh, and it's kind of long they're both pretty long but I'll release them shortly and I'm sure you guys will have stuff to talk about that or your own comments on that Uh, that's it for this week hope you guys enjoy the rest of your February hopefully your March has great plans and that's it for this week and as always keep it fresh stay blessed and remember you're gorgeous Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I'm just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more. Mm